Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos hibernate immediately after they're born? They actually hibernate until they're 21 because then they can drink. (laughs) Unfortunately, they have a lot of drunk driving accidents, which is why you see so many dead armadillos on the road. Oh, wow. I did not know that. (laughs) For more armadillo facts and to find out how you can access episodes of Daily... All right. For more armadillo facts and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. I got my second try. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's all right. That's like a record for me. B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Solid B. Silver medal. Why am I pulling my my calendar? That's my favorite medal. All right. Because it kills vampires. Does it? Yeah, gold medals don't kill vampires. Well, they would if you like. They could, right? I I mean, I'm not sure about that. You could like just beat a vampire. What if it's like, okay, it's a million pound gold medal that fell out of outer space and landed on the vampire. I think theoretically the vampire would could eventually regenerate from that. Even if it was just like smashed completely flat into goo? I I mean, I don't know. Like what I, I'm not sure what they've tried in this this mythos so far, but we know that gunshot wounds don't really do much to them. We know that like yeah. you can't break their neck, you know? If I was a vampire I would spread a rumor that something like innocuous really hurts me, like Oh, don't touch me with iron. Ah, Don't feed me chocolates. Actually, I guess that one doesn't work. (laughs) Vampires can eat. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we really hate it. Don't give me (laughs) blowjobs. No, it's my kryptonite. No, blowjobs, please. We hate it when people go for long walks at night alone. (laughs) That's right, vampires crazy. Please don't squirt your blood in our mouths. It's so gross. (laughs) It immediately poisons me to death. (laughs) Oh no, stop. (laughs) I'm about to die. Don't keep going. Are we going to start the episode? I I think we just did. (laughs) The sun's going down in Bontop, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Southern Vampire Mysteries novels. I am Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 9 through the end of Living Dead in Dallas, the second book in the Sookie Stackhouse series. Previously, after the most obvious and predictable trap ever, Sookie finds herself locked in a church dungeon with a traitor, a vampire, and a guard who is pretty hazy on the concept of consent. However, Chain Fight and Sookie and her ancient vampire teen are more than happy to educate him to death. <laughs> With the help of the vampire and a shape-shifting Batgirl in a station wagon, Sookie slowly and politely escapes the fellowship. From there, she finds herself immediately immersed in a highly organized network of shifters and were-critters who convey her back to her vampire hotel and the arms of her pretty dead boy. The next day, she watches a vampire self-immolate and then goes to a vampire welcome-home party. Everyone's there. Eric, Bill, Hugo, the traitor, even the Fellowship of the Sun stops by to say hi. But then Bill leaves the party to go grab a snack without checking in on Sookie, and she is so over it. She she goes home. (laughs) (laughs) Well summed up. Thank you. Chapter 9. Man, post-breakups are just the worst. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Sookie's over his bullshit. I, I don't blame her. I mean, Bill's not always fantastic, you know? He's not good for you, girl. Yeah. But he does send her some really nice earrings, which she sends right back. I'd have kept them, but, you know, I'm shameless, mm-hmm. so I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? X sends you makeup earrings if you don't intend to get back with them. Well, accepting them, it sends a message that, that the door is still open, right? Yeah. Which, in this case, it totally is. Yeah, but, I mean... You know. But you also get earrings, right? That's true, but I could get earrings. 
If, what I, if, if I want some earrings, I'm gonna get some earrings. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're really nice earrings? Uh, okay, like really, really nice. Like if they're ten thousand dollars per earring, then yes, that's the cutoff. <laughs> well, I mean, so are, you are a whore. It's just it's a question well, of how much money. Actually, I was about to say, like for that much money, that, that valuable an earring set, I might just get back together with. Them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're, you know, like there's probably a, a money limit for anyone, right? Like you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. Mm-hmm. But Alice, would you keep the earrings or would you send them back? Uh, well, the thing is, if they know you're broken up, if it's very clear that you're broken up, then that's on them. They're just taking, they're, you know, they're doing a swing and a miss there. So I guess you could keep them at that point. I, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like is, I would keep it if you were planning to break up with them, but did, if they know you're broken up. Did they come with a note that says, if you accept these earrings, we're getting back together? No, then we're in the clear. <laughs> Keep them earrings. <laughs> and plus it depends how, you know, attractive they are. Uh, also true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're many, super hot. Many factors. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I think it's funny though, because like when I'm reading this this section here, Sookie feels bored to me. Like all this shit went down. Not, now her life is back to normal and she can't stand it. Like she's just like, oh, and then I went to work and I tried to talk to Sam, but he's like, oh, he's not that into me right now. I don't know. It <laughs> feels like her life's going back to normal. And she really is not into it. The post breakup yeah. ennui. Yeah, kind of. Except it's especially bad for her since like her normal life versus her like vampire date and wildlife is you know, pretty, pretty different. Yeah. But hey, at least there's vampire anti-hate legislation being introduced. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I guess the, the attack by the fellowship of the sun worked in the vampire's favor. Not I so much the humans who are at the party though. Yeah. Yeah. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Would y'all rather die by a vamp vampire executioner? If you were being put to death, yeah, it sounds like Texas. It sounds like it's a really easy way to go, right? Uh, I mean, well, is it painful? How painful is it? They can glamour you, so it can be or not be. Uh, okay. Yeah, they, well, they like, could just do that. You know, but they don't have to drink your blood for that, right? Then yeah, just... sure. But yeah. I mean, they're recycling it, right? If they drink it to death. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's fine. Like, I actually don't care. Like, death is death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd if prefer not to go painfully, though, if I get to pick. If there's no pain, then I could just do, like, one of those drugs or something. Yeah, true. Yeah. All I'd, right. I'd go for vampire execution. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Like they said, you know, at least there's, like, some nutrition there. That's true. Somebody's getting a benefit. <laughs> and there's the off chance that maybe they'll accidentally bring you back, you know? And mm-hmm. you get to be a vampire. There you go. Oh, but then they have to, like, kill you again. What if, what, if you, what if you have life in prison and you're a vampire and you're there for, like, all eternity? I feel like life sentences can't really apply to vampires, right? I don't know. If I'm on the jury, it will. (laughs) (laughs) She has lunch with Jason, and it turns out Bill is dating Portia Belfleur. Which is a real head-scratcher, right? And we Mm -hmm. find out that Bill is a Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Because why not? Yeah. that's Well, of course, right? He's he's, He's part of a marginalized population. Oh, no. I was going to say he's a Southerner from the Civil War era. He's... Oh, he would never be oh isn't right. that a yellow dog Democrat? Yeah, he would probably like if she asked him, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, I would never vote for the party of Lincoln, the great uh, brutalizer." <laughs> yeah, because that was before the, the the flop. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. swap. Uh, yeah, but it, it is a little weird because we know that Bill hates Bella Flores. So yeah, I, at one point in here, Suki gets mad hearing about this, and she thinks it occurred to me not for the first time that I probably had a pretty hot temper. <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah. Really, huh. Sookie, you think so? <laughs> huh. Chain fighting Sookie with a temper? <laughs> no. Uh, we but, also learned that among Jason's many uh, numerous faults, he also hates gay people. So mm-hmm. Jason's the worst. Yeah, he is. They're talking about this sex club. 
And they're wondering why Jason was invited because Jason's a slut. And he's like, well, I bet they didn't ask me because I'm not down with the gays. So, okay, Jason. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, I bet Great. they didn't ask me because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ugh. So, anyway. Um, Andy has not been charged for Lafayette's death, but there's a whole lot of rumors going around. Apparently, Lafayette talked about the sex club to a lot of people and got killed because of it. But we still don't know who did it. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. He shows up drunk at the bar again a few nights later, and he begs Sookie to take Bill back since he's dating Portia. Yeah, that was kind of a weird, a weird little interaction. I guess he he's really uncomfortable with Portia dating Bill for some reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that Portia doesn't like vampires, but you know. Yeah. It's funny because when I read these books, I only I don't visualize anyone from the TV show except for Lafayette and Andy Belfleur because the casting just physically looked so perfect. To yeah. Me, even though I only saw maybe two or three episodes. I absolutely picture uh, Andy Belfleur as the guy from the show. Yeah, yeah. that guy. Uh, yeah, then Sookie goes to a high school football game. Yeah. Where so, she mingles with the normies, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Southern culture or the TV show Friday Night Lights, yeah, football games in the South, that's a big deal. Yes, yeah. in small towns, that's like the thing. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the game, and she sits with Tara, her fiancé, Eggs, and JB. And God, Sookie is so mean about JB. <laughs> yeah. Poor, shit. dumb, beautiful. Yeah, what did you say? Like, he doesn't I, have a brain in his head or something like that? I got it. I'd often thought I'd hardly have to put up any mental shield to be with JB because he had no thoughts to read. Wow. You often thought that? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how stupid JB is. <laughs> this guy who she's like theoretically friends with, right? Like this isn't an enemy of hers. She's like just a yeah, guy. JB really likes her. Yeah. yeah he's she, super nice to her. She keeps thinking over and over how dumb he is because like she's talk, she thinks about how he was dating that doctor who was at the hospital when she got beat up in the last book. How the doctor was really only dating him because she was clear thirsty and he needed someone to take care of him because he's too dumb to take care of himself (laughs) and she once again thinks bless bless her his heart and i know last time when we talked about this i said that bless your heart can be used to mean you're so fucking stupid but can also be in very affectionate way and i thought when she was talking about jb she meant the latter i'm starting to think she means the former (laughs) it's hard to say yeah oh keeps working this jb plus the doctor angle yeah which i mean in suki's defense JP's like, oh yeah, she called me from Baton Rouge where she lives now. And she was all like, I wish you were here. Too bad. There's nothing we could do about it. And so he's like, that was a hint, JP. He's like, you think so? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I think it's funny because she's kind of like flirting with him. And then, you know, like she could clearly get a piece of this action. And she kind of clam jams herself a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. What? I haven't heard that one before. It's the... The, the, the opposite of cock Yeah, yeah. Yeah, clammed. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's so disgusting. <laughs> um, uh, I, I want to draw attention to the southernism of the episode, though. Tara says, I haven't seen you for a coon's age. And I looked that up because coon became a derogatory term for black people. And it seems like that'd be a really offensive term and not something I would say. Mm-hmm. It actually originally, and you know, this is from the internet, so who knows, but it actually refers to raccoons who were thought to live for a really long time. Because huh. yeah. like raccoon skin hats would last for a long time or something dumb like that. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it was about raccoons. I did see it, I didn't I never know understood why, why, yeah. why raccoons would be thought to, la- to live a long time. I yeah. don't know, but they can apparently. Apparently they, in, on average in the wild, they live 12 to 13 years, which is oh. a pretty decent oh. amount of time for a wild animal. So right. she hasn't thought about him in... 12, 12 13 years. Yeah, yeah, that must be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, we don't use that term nowadays, though. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she uh, she's you know she's flirting with JB either way, and like Bill catches it, so she's like kind of sticking it to Bill a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Which results in him sticking it to her right back <laughs> uh, several times. Yeah. I guess they're getting back together after that. Well, yeah. when he's, she gets home, he's waiting. Yeah, and we have the most explicit sex scene yet. Yeah. It's like very hot, very intense vampire sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says it's like being made to like being made love to by the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Which is a lot of spitting and I mean, that could be the sounds he makes. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, if she's into it. She doesn't have a lot of like experience, so maybe she just assumes that that's what everyone sounds he like. Just when they like have spins sex. around so fast, it looks like a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> he makes like a hole in the wall in the exact shape of his body. <laughs> Maybe like a little boner sticking out the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a large boner. I assume. <laughs> It's a romance thing. So. <laughs> probably equipped. Mm-hmm. But they talk afterwards, and this pissed me off because Bill doesn't apologize for running off in Dallas and not checking to make sure she hadn't, you know, been killed or been been badly I, I, injured I, I, and needed vampire blood. I think Sookie's concerns were totally legitimate, right? They were. Like, yeah, he doesn't even do a half-assed apology that like, that like, oh, I'm sorry, it made you feel that way. He literally just says, "It's just our nature. I can't help it," which is such bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 pretty lame. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's it, like the the bad boyfriend saying, "Oh, it's it's just it's a man's nature to like cheat on his girlfriend or whatever because you can't be contained because it's mm-hmm. it's just it's just natural. You can't be mad at me for it." Yeah. Yeah. So gross. But uh, Bill apparently is with Portia because she said she knew some of the weapons used in the Dallas attack came from a shop in Bon Toms, but she's just leading him around. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because, like, uh, you know, she's she just kind of trying to get, as Sookie figures out, trying to get invited to the local sex party. Mm-hmm. And Bill is like, for the record, I have never had sex with her. Um, I have standards. She's a Bella Fleur. I was like, dude, Bill, gosh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, and we still don't know why he hates the Bella Fleurs so yeah. much. He just uh, really hates Bella Fleurs. Mm-hmm. Um, since Sookie had some of Eric's blood, he can read her emotions now, apparently. Yeah, yeah so there was an ulterior motive to this bullet-sucking thing, surprising yeah. absolutely no one at all, right? Right. 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 Eric tricked her into drinking his blood. Mm-hmm. So now he can read her feelings, which, I mean... Okay. I can read someone's feelings by looking at their face most of the time. So, I mean, <laughs> not a huge deal, I guess. I mean, it's, it's annoying. But I do want to point out that if this is true, Bill has also done this and failed to mention it up until this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Entirely failed to, to bring that to her attention. Yeah, so. All these moments when Bill's like, oh, I have no idea what you're thinking. I don't know. I don't know why you act the way you do. Uh-huh. Kind of is in a different light if he literally does know what, what she's thinking and he's just sort of messing with her. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Later on, Sookie is invited to join the, and I'm just calling it the club. I don't know what else to call it. The sex club. The local sex party. The local sex party. (laughs) LSP. LSP, yeah. Yep. By the town corner of all people. Yeah, who's like in his 40s. Yeah, that's Bon Ton for you, I guess, right? Yeah. Whatever. Turn 40, you don't stop fucking. Yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jeff. I have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think he's not 40. I think he's in his... 60s. She, he, she says he's a good 20 years older than her, and she's in her mid-20s right now. Oh, okay. So he's not as old. Okay, well, it's not as Although, bad as You know, when you're in your 20s, you think somebody who's in their 40s is ancient. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I guess that'd be appropriate that they'd want, like, a vampire to show up there, because, like, if you're a funeral home director, like, you're probably into 
dead, dead stuff. Things? I oh, mean, maybe I don't know. If you're in like into crazy sex stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess it's good that she gets invited because maybe we're actually going to solve that mystery from chapter one that we haven't heard about in know, right. like the entire book since before yeah. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and apparently her friend Tara and her fiance are in the club as well. Weird. So Sookie has to decide. She wants to help Andy, which I still don't understand why. And she says she wants to avenge Laf, figure out what happened to Lafayette because he was her friend, but like he was more like a work acquaintance, I guess. I don't know. She mm-hmm. said she really liked him. You know, we didn't, we didn't get a lot of stuff from Lafayette's you know character, but Sookie works at this uh, at the bar a lot of times that we don't you know see her doing her thing. Yeah. So yeah, Sookie seems to like to get in people's business anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she yeah. reads mine, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Sookie also has a chat with Sam where he she finds that he's been like hooking up with that mine ad as a yeah. human and an animal, I guess. Way to go, Sam! I know, right? She has a pretty understandable reaction, though. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I liked her except for the time she tried to kill me. Yeah, does he know, he knew about that, right? Yeah, remember because he like kissed her scars afterwards. That's right. Yeah, so, so he totally knew. Yeah, but like, I mean, she's. Awesome. She's really, <laughs> she's really hot. And, you know, also a mine ad. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet, I'll bet the sex is really good. I bet it's crazy. It's like like 3,000-year-old crazy, amazing sex. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like, vampire sex is good because they've had lots of practice. Mine ad sex, she's had like 10 times the practice yeah. of most vampires. It's good because she's like touched by the god of partying, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Luna's gotten in touch with Sam and put him in touch with some other shifters. So that's nice. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. I hope that's nice. I hope they're not going to be, you know, all up in his business saying, you work for us now or whatever. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the shifter hierarchy, the, sorry, the yeah. soups hierarchy looks like. But. Because the, the vampire hierarchy honestly seems pretty lame. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, it's yeah. like the bureaucracy, you know, who's my boss, my vampire boss. And right. Who's that person's boss because there's like layers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we learned that the Minad was not happy with Eric's presence, so she's in a real bad mood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Eric's going to come into town because the Minad was unhappy with the tribute, which was vintage wine and a live bull. Yeah. And I love how she was like, was it fun like to bring the bring the bull? <laughs> and Eric was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, now that you mentioned it, I guess it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so she, she planned to invite Bill to come to this club, but he's gone out of town to negotiate between the shifters and the vamps in Dallas. So she calls Fantasia and asks Eric to come to the sex party with her as her bodyguard. Yeah, I love this. So Bill's out of town again, whatever. The next person on her list is Eric. I was like, okay. (laughs) Interesting. Well, like, you don't want to owe anything to Eric, but on the other hand, like, he's the most physically powerful person she knows. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But she's taking him to a sex party full of humans. So, I mean, like, anything slightly above human would do for this, right? She doesn't necessarily need the the uh, the atomic bomb of you know yeah, bodyguards. Yeah, Andy Belfer would be good at this. That's true. Not that she'd really want to bring him to. Yeah, well, sure. Also, but... also, I think Eric is a creep. Yeah, I don't know why she's so comfortable around this guy. She really likes him. This guy literally tricked her into drinking his bodily fluids like <laughs> yesterday. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you put it like that, <laughs> and he's and he's like kissed her like by force a couple times, and you yeah. know, constantly making sexual you know jokes at her. It's I, I'd find it irritating, I yeah, think. Yeah, right. This combined with him being wildly more powerful than she is, yeah. it's just very unsettling to me. Well, yeah, but when you think about it, though, she tricked him. he tricked her into drinking bodily fluids, but it's his blood, so this is, like, an amazing super serum. If I, like, tricked you guys into drinking, like, anti-cancer juice, would you be mad? 
I don't know. Is it in your pee? That'd be, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a little weird. <laughs> Surprise! You guys drank my pee. What? <laughs> but it cures cancer. Uh, no. If it cured, if it really did cure, if your pee really did cure cancer, I would get over it in a while. Yeah, <laughs> not right away. But I'd still feel like a little put out by the fact that you tricked this into drinking your pee. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Mm-hmm. I liked when she called. Fantasia and Pam answered and she's like where's Eric and she's like oh he's enthralling the vermin because <laughs> I guess that's part of his job description he just sort of hangs out and, and bees beautiful yeah. in the club so that the tourists show up yeah, yeah I mean that he his his uh, appearance is very lucrative for his business right so yeah, yeah. sure why not <laughs> that's pretty funny he's, it, just, he's just a model it yeah. reminds me of the Louis CK thing it's like talking about girls like what do you do I don't know people like to fuck me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, this this <laughs> the, the conversation with Pam is funny, and then the conversation with Eric is actually funny too because he's like, you, you can almost see the gears turning in Eric's head. He's like, so you want me to be an escort to your human orgy? But wait, and I should dress as a human? He's like, what do humans dress like? Is what he's thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, and you want me to pretend to be gay? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just he's he's clearly in a in a strange situation here and he knows it right i think right, it's yeah, cracked it's, me up it's kind of funny you know this is probably not a thing that the thousand year old super vampire gets into all that often right exactly but surely like it's i thought it was kind of implied to me that he was like a little what's the word not upset but a little like turned off that he had to pretend to be gay yeah but surely he's done gay stuff before, right? Oh, of yeah, he absolutely. Has. Yeah. Surely he's done, he's like, been alive every... that long. Yeah, yeah, Eric's fucked everything in every way. Yeah, right. everything that it is possible to do, he's probably done at some point. Yeah. Maybe twice, you know. It's it's probably more just like he's like, this is not not as exciting to him, you know. And then when he shows up, like, he, he does know how to be a, a certain type of gay presentation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chapter 10. Eric shows up to, quote unquote, help her get ready yeah. to go. He just walks right into her house. This must be a vampire etiquette thing, right? Like their 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 span of time is so huge that if you invited them into their your house like three months ago, it's the same as if you invited them an hour ago. Does or something. Everywhere else, what if Suki moved? Can he go into her new house? Can he go into the new people that moved into that house? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's the person's house as long as it's their house, but I don't actually know. Yeah, it seems like it lasts a long time though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, <laughs> It's, you yeah, know, I got, yeah, real I mean, awkward. Even a friendly vampire would never invite them into my house because what if they want to kill me in 50 years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you can rescind the invitation, but you actually have you to can. manually do it. Oh, Yeah, okay. it's like open until you, it isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. She, um, she explains she needs him to watch her while she reads minds and tried to figure out who killed Lafayette. Yeah, that's right, which makes sense. But uh, I, by the way, uh, Eric's outfit, he's in a pink tank top and... Was it pink and turquoise swirled lycra leggings? Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. That's a fantastic look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sookie's outfit is boring. You know, whatever. say what you want about Eric, but like he's giving it 100%. He's I showing know, up. Right? He's ready to go. Yeah, right. He had mixed feelings about this whole endeavor, but he showed up. Yeah, yeah he did. He, he showed up and he's like, he's like leaning into it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you want me to show up for your sex party and dress for a sex party? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny because like, I don't think I could pass for gay, but I figured this outfit's confusing enough that people would be like, maybe? <laughs> also, isn't he like the last sex party I went to was an orgy and I was wearing a toga or something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Even though certainly he's gone to sex parties since the Roman times. I, I, I mean, like, you could wear a toga in the 80s and at a sex party, as I understand it. You I know? mean, based this, on this the documentary Animal House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was an ancient Roman-themed yeah. orgy two days ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Eric has a lot of good lines in this chapter. 
Uh, he describes Sookie's shorts being so tight they fit her like a caterpillar embraces a butterfly. Uh-huh. Which, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make very much sense, no. <laughs> I don't think Eric knows how caterpillars and butterflies work. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't like. I read it. I was like, "That's okay, sure." But Maybe they actually... meant the 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 cocoon as it emerges. That that might make sense, like a chrysalis. That, yeah. If it were chrysalis instead of caterpillar, that would have made more sense. Yes. <laughs> but no, a caterpillar embraces a butterfly. Unless the caterpillar. No, I, I don't. I don't think that makes sense. No. I think it's. But yeah, as you mentioned, Alice, we find out. You know, Suki basically fills them in on why uh, they're doing all this, and. Um, He's basically like, because I like Lafayette, I want to clear Andy Belfler's name. And Eric's response is, you're doing this for a Belfler? Does Bill know? Bill hates Belflers. <laughs> like, Eric knows this about Bill. Yeah. It's like, he talks about this at work, you know? <laughs> That's the thing everybody knows about Bill. The first thing they know is he's from the Civil War. The second thing they know is he hates Belflers. <laughs> I know. I just think it's funny that this is such a, a, a widely uh, known fact about Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that, that Suki has come up with a plan to get people to think about Lafayette. And we find out eventually what her plan is, is she's going to, in conversation, compare everybody's penis size to Lafayette's <laughs> to get them to think about it. I, I, it's a brilliant plan, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they're off to that small town sex party. And oh, it sounds so depressing. It's such a downer. It's I know. this, like, crappy little lake house that's with, like, cast-off furniture, and it's yeah. small, and, like... Yeah, People there are really sad. I guess when, when the town coroner, who's like supposedly like a, high, a higher up figure, is like come out to a lake house to a sex party, I was imagining something more like Eyes Wide Shut, where it's like columns yeah. and like you know models or whatever, and like a bunch of like like maybe more than one room. The, yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. But no, this is this is not that kind of sex party. And yeah. uh, the lunch like, ladies there. Yeah, like the lunch lady from Sookie's school. Yeah, so <laughs> who apparently is you know a pretty nice looking lunch lady. <laughs> yeah, I've got nice uh, lunch lady tatas, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> Tater tots. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I think it's funny because like when Eric is invited to a sex party, certainly he has ideas of his, in his head what this is going to be like, right? So when Eric walks into the sex party, he's like. Uh, <laughs> this is not the sex part, it's, you know? It's like a weird fuck hut with three people. <laughs> <laughs> fuck hut. <laughs> yeah, on, upon their arrival, it becomes very clear that Eric and Suki are the main attraction, so to speak, you know? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. definitely class this joint way up. Yeah. I mean, Tara's there, um, but pretty embarrassed about it. But she's reading minds, and it looks like three of the people there actually did kill Lafayette. Yeah, Mike and so Mike the coroner, Tom Hardaway and uh, I think it's Tom Hardaway's wife. Yeah, Cleo, Cleo the lunch yeah. lady. Yeah, all uh all killed him because he was there to break the Vegas rule of sex parties, I guess. Mm-hmm. What happened right, to the yeah. sex party stays at sex party, you know. Right, yeah. Which I mean, this this sex party is not that impressive. This sex party is not worth murdering somebody to protect. <sighs> Honestly, like in a small town, I mean, if you've got something to lose, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sookie and Eric go outside because she's like, this is gross. Yeah. I need to get out of here. Yeah, this is not her scene. Yes. And then it becomes super awkward because Bill shows up and then Andy Belfleur shows up crazy drunk. Yeah, yeah. So so Bill shows up and he's being a little bit of a douchebag about this considering, you know, Sookie had to do this without any help. You don't think so? I would require an explanation because he doesn't like... Get, he doesn't get violent or angry or, you know, in a big rage. He's just like, yeah, I'd like an explanation for what's going on right now. Because she's yeah. like, at a, his girlfriend's at a sex party yeah, why, making out with another yeah. guy. Yeah, why are you his make, boss. Yeah, why are you making out with my super hot boss? Yeah. Who has a mind connection with you. 
on the hood of his car outside a sex party while I'm out of town. Yeah, I, mean, I think that requires some explanation. To be fair, what he overhears her saying is, no, I don't want to do this because I'm with Bill. I mean, that's, that's you true. know. Sure. That's like, before he appears, that's what she's, that's what he hears her saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, and then Andy shows up uh, yeah. drunk and angry and waving a gun around. Small yeah. towns, am I right? And everybody, yeah. yeah, they're all they're, yeah, they're all hanging out out front. It's so funny because this is a super tense scene because Andy's trying to find out who did, and he's drunk and he's armed. He's not handling it well. <laughs> Except Eric was trying to cop a feel from Tara or eggs. It was hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, while he's there, right? Not appropriate, Eric. Yeah, you know, it's a sex party. It's the only place that's appropriate, I suppose. Well, I mean, not. It's no longer appropriate when the guns come out. No, that's okay. Again, if you're Eric, you've probably been to sex parties much crazier than this. He's like, okay, like this just, just one gun. This just got interesting. <laughs> you people are finally getting on my level here with your sex party. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Andy is not handling the situation well. He drunkenly demands that Sookie read all their minds and tell him who did the murders. Yeah, he's getting pretty violent. Uh, Shifty Sam shows up. Yeah, that's right. As <laughs> as a dog. That's what I'm calling him from now on. Shifty he's Shifty Sam. Sam. Yeah. Whether he's a dog or not, he's Shifty Sam. He's pretty shifty. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and the Minad shows up. This Co- is just like a shitstorm brewing. I know. Her name's Callisto, which is a cool name. Yeah, I don't know if there's yeah. any history behind that name. That's a, oh, it's a real, like a myth. It's a, a demigoddess, I think. Okay, cool. But it could be, you know, the, one of those things where the myth is based on this person. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's, she's ancient, right? Like she literally knew Dionysus. That's it, how she got to be the way she is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So she shows up and she's like into this. She's like drunken sex parties. This is my shit. Yeah. It's like. Like, you guys are super, like, it's super crappy and dirty and sleazy, and none of you guys know what's going on, and you're all acting crazy. This is great. <laughs> yeah. No one, and no one is acting scared except the vamps. They are, like, <laughs> stepping back. <laughs> yeah. But Sookie notices that, because if the vamps are stepping back, you probably need to get out of the way, too. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, I think they mentioned at the very beginning that she uh, has a reputation for making people go insane <laughs> and then kill everyone, which... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. She well, t- turns a sex party into a murder party. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love this main ed. Yeah. I just feel like nobody went to this party and knew this is where the night was going, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it, it was, it started around a two and she turned it up to like 50. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, this is like 50. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we're down a bunch of secondary characters now. Well, Callisto goes yeah. around to find out who killed La- Lafayette, but she remembers that Mike Spencer and that Tom guy had let left Lafayette's body out, so she thought it was an offering. Yeah, this is all as, as, as I read this. This was all a coincidence. Like they they killed him because they were you know in their lustful rage, whatever, and they were trying to hide the body in Andy Belfler's car. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but. That was what they did. Yeah, maybe they just found a car that was in the parking lot, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, and so and she was just passing through, and this this is the kind of shit she likes. Yeah, like, what a nice tribute. It's interesting. She says he was a lesser child of mine. I didn't quite understand what that was supposed to mean. I think because he was just like a, a wild child. Yeah, yeah party. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a partier. Yeah. Um, Eric and, and Bill smush Suki between them because there's a big old bloodbath. Yeah, that's just uh, everyone, I guess, murders each other in the most yeah, horrifying, they all, they all graphic way possible. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, there's wet slashing and sloppings. It's like, oh, oh, oh horrifying. Oh, it's super grim and dark. Yeah. It, it was well described. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was like real, real nice horror scene right here. And I, I loved how it transitioned from this kind of 
pathetic sex party to this relationship drama and then just like left turn into the horror as soon as the Mayanad shows up. Yeah. And like you said, I love it how the vampires know what's going down immediately and they start freaking out and they won't meet her eyes because they know that that's like how she makes you go crazy or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they like, they form a cage around Sookie and like hold her so that she doesn't go crazy too. Yeah. Because yeah. as the Mayanad uh, mentions afterwards, she can sense that like Sookie can read their madness, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Feeds into her, you know? I feel yeah. like that would be a really, really bad instance to be a mind reader. Oh, yeah. 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 It was a real page to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she gets bored and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, bye, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess a, it, it, for future reference, that's how you deal with a mind ad. Just feed her a sex party with a shared murder secret. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. They're, yeah. they're really lucky they had one of those. <laughs> they just had one on hand. Yeah. Great chapter. Yeah. Um, chapter 11, the vamps begin cleaning up. Tara yeah. survived, which is good, and eggs and Andy. Yeah, I think it's funny. The vampires are just like, well, shit, I guess we got to burn the cabin down, right? <laughs> we got to <laughs> yeah. clean this mess up. It's just a normal vampire night. Yeah. There's also some... They don't, some... They don't even really like talk to each other. They just get, get on with it. You know? Yeah, they're just like, doing their thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, they have like a side chat about some deal between them about Sookie, and I was like... That's very suspicious. I want to know more about this. Sookie, mm-hmm. anyone? No? Nobody's mm-hmm. asking questions mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> huh. That seems important. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I think it's Bill mentions, I hate these strides in police science. <laughs> they have to be real careful about how they set the fire. So it's You're like, make, sure you only set, set, make sure you only set the fire from one source because you want to make sure that they don't think it's uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. an unnatural fire. Yeah. Although this crime scene kind of sucks anyway, right? Because aren't there a bunch of people ripped apart? Well, Eric counts all the the parts, and you know, as long as all the parts are left there in the end, I think they can tell. Even if the bodies are burned up, they can tell that they were dismembered. First. I mean, Andy's the like lead detective, so oh, that's a good point. I, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a small town. I don't think that there's going to be a whole lot of questions going on there. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like Suki should be very concerned about how nonchalant and efficient they are about hiding this massacre. Yeah, <laughs> like this is the, like. Like, like you said, they're not even like talking about it. They're like, oh, let's go start this fire. Okay, here we go. Yeah, like they've is, done this a dozen this times. This is how you, you cover up a massacre at a lake house. Yeah. It's the normal way. Yeah. They also wipe the minds of Tara and eggs to make sure that uh, they don't go blabbing about this, I guess. Yeah. But not Andy for some reason. Mm-hmm. They let him pass on that one. Yeah. Uh, Portia shows up. And I want to say, even like after all this craziness, like literal insanity that just happened, Sookie still throws shade on Portia and makes a comment <laughs> on her plain face. Yeah. It's like, come on, Sookie. Seriously. And then, and then they take the opportunity to really rub her face in how they were super nice to help and that they didn't do it for her and how they think she sucks because fuck the Belflers. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, fuck you, Portia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I hate them too. You know, this, this is fun. I guess. Yeah. the Belflers. There's something else I wanted to mention that back in the previous chapter, I feel bad for Jan, who is the other Jan person Fowler. at the sex party. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because like the Minad shows up and it's it's crazy, right? They, they don't realize they're all about to die. But the Minad is like, vampires, they're sexy. Sookie, you're interesting. Oh, you guys are murderers. I love your dark secret. And Jan's like, hey, what about me? And she's like, you suck and kills her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gives her a seizure or something. It's like, oh. yeah. She's just not sexy enough for the Minad. Poor Jan. Yeah, she's Aww. just like a, a thirty, like a thirty-something divorcee. It's just like multiple divorcee. Yeah, she's had a tough time, you know. Yeah, and well, she, I guess she's done now. Jan Fowler did not make it out of that cabin alive. <laughs> no. no, poor thing. Yeah. 
Um, and this story is wrapped up pretty tidily because there just happens to be tons of evidence in the trunk of Mike Spencer's car that he killed Lafayette. Yeah, that, that is very efficient, isn't Wasn't it? Wasn't that a week ago or something that he killed Lafayette? Yeah, he just left it in there all that time. I or th- they got planted there. I found this a very weak plot point. Yeah. yeah. But well, okay. Speaking of weak plot points, I was wondering whether to bring this up. Why do all these people show up here? Why does Andy show up here? Why does Bill show up here? Why does Portia show up here? Nobody called any of these people. Bill shows up. No, because I thought Sookie did leave a message for him. Yeah, a vague message. Yeah. Not, not where she was going. And he was mm. in Dallas when he got that message. So did he fly back all of a sudden? I mean... Yeah. Those are good questions. Maybe we can imply that he knows where she is. All the magic. Yeah, maybe. What right. about Andy? What about Portia? But you're right. It did feel kind of like, well, this is the this is the climactic scene. So let's just have everybody show up. Yeah. yeah. Didn't make much sense to me. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. Yeah. After the arson and criminal interference with the crime scene is done, everyone goes home. Yeah. yeah. Has sex. Yeah. Oh, Bill made himself a little hidey hole in her uh, closet. You yeah. Know, just vampire things. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I, I, it's a great idea. It's, it's very practical. Yeah. I'd like one of those. Yeah, a right? hidey hole? Yeah. Like, like a coffin under the floor of my house where I could just go... Be just take a alone. nap. Yeah. yeah. Your kids can't find you there. So it's just yeah. like, where's daddy? <laughs> You're hiding underneath the crawl space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next day, Andy and Portia's grandmother, Mrs. Belfleur, leaves a chocolate cake for Sookie. And I approve. And yeah. as a baker, I think that's a good way of saying thank you. But I also want to point out that Sookie crashes for 12 solid hours. And Bill wakes her up with the worst dirty talk I've ever heard in my life. I gotta, I'm got i going to read this. Um she says, did you notice the outfit you got me? And he says, it's lovely, but you might be slightly overdressed for the occasion. She says, what occasion would that be? The best sex of your life. I was like, come on. <laughs> Dude. Dude. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I guess Sookie's into it. Because that, that, then it's go time. She's like, take me now. Yep. That was some hot talk. <laughs> they talk about the cake and Sookie says Ms. Belfleur's full name, which is Caroline Holiday Belfleur. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bill reacts strongly. He asks Sookie to go get his family Bible, and I don't understand why he didn't go get his own damn Bible. Oh, yeah. That would take him like two minutes. He's like, no, no, it can't be true. Sookie, bring me my Bible. (laughs) I'm related to the Belfleurs. What? (laughs) He is. We get a whole genealogy thing. He stakes himself on the spot just to spite the Belfleurs. I must hate myself now. Rob them of a descendant or something. This great war surely turned brother against brother. Uh, but yeah, poor, yeah, you're right. Get to the genealogy from the Bible that Sookie kindly goes. She doesn't even get dressed. She like, what? <laughs> she in her bathroom goes over to his house and brings back the Bible for yeah. some reason. Um, uh, and then he fa- learns that he's uh, Portia and Andy are his direct descendants. Yeah, great, yeah. great, great grandchildren. Does anyone else think it's fucked up? Okay, because he did look into his in- his descendants. On his, on his son's side, yeah. right? Like, that's how he knew about the house. It's because he was like, oh, this is oh. my last descendant from my son. He didn't even look at his daughter's kids. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah. Like, he would have known this a long time ago. But he's just like, oh, yeah. my daughter's kids. Oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude. You deserve to be related to Andy and Portia. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> we get some more good sookie shade because Bill says, okay, well, I guess they're my family. Like, what do they need? And she says, cash. You can't help them with their personality problems. <laughs> but they are oh. cash poor in the worst possible way. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Broke ass fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Sookie. I mean, they're they're not even that bad, you know. They just don't like Sookie, right? They don't like vampires. Yeah, which is okay. And I, mean, I got, know there's a whole like they've got jobs that they're not apparently terrible at. You know, they're they're well, useful in the community. He's okay, and he's not a great cop. Well, she's a lawyer. She's a very good lawyer, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, oh, by the way, we finally get the story of Bill's hate for the Belfours. Oh, it it's is late. It is underwhelming by like apparently a Belfour had the gall to get shot in the war and call for help. That's what he did wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, my friend got shot, killed, got killed. Uh, you know, trying to rescue him. Fuck Belfours forever for a hundred years. He's carried this wow. this grudge. Yeah, well, he was a vampire. Vampires don't. Drop things, right? Yeah, apparently. Sure, but 150 years, and because a 17-year-old kid who got shot was calling for help. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that means that all Bellafleurs... Are the worst. Are the worst. Yeah. Yup. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, they have, like, a touching little you-keep-me-human moment, and Sookie's mentions that she glows now. Yeah. Probably from all that vampire splooge, I imagine. <laughs> you know, if, if you, she's had like a couple sips of vampire blood, you can imagine how much vampire jizz she's had. Oh, I was—I thought you meant it was on the outside. I mean, <laughs> like if she went and showered, she <laughs> wouldn't be anymore. Uh, well, maybe she has a black light turned on in her room. <laughs> what a boy. But vampire, I mean, they jizz blood, right? I don't know. Uh, we, we don't know for sure. Uh, well, they she's, cry blood. That's true. I assume all their bodily fluids are blood. Yeah. She's had she's had a lot of vampires. A lot of vampire blood. Mm. Uh, sorry, yeah, blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's the end. I think we can call it blooge. Blooge. I like that. <laughs> Anything uh, else? Let's see. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought this family drama was really silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the whole Belfour. Like, she's your great 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 granddaughter. Or whatever. You didn't pork her, and even if you did, she's not really that related to you, right? Oh yeah. That's Pretty far down. Yeah, but great, s- great, great granddaughter. Yeah, but yeah. still though, it's like one what one one twenty eighth, one two hundred fifty sixth. I mean, I'd still I I'd feel weird boning a cousin, right? Like uh, you know, yeah. they're not closely related, but still, it's like you know. Mm, I, I don't know. That's it's, a lot closer. And to be fair, I, I'm now I'm arguing against myself. Uh, vampires can't have kids. And the biggest argument against incest is like the you know it's true the yeah. offspring. So. I guess uh, he can go to town on his great-great-granddaughter if he wants to. All right. That's, that's, that's fine. I'm willing to say that, yes. That's the moral of this story. <laughs> the moral of this story is it's okay to build your great-great-great-great-granddaughter. Yes. As long as she's into it. Awesome. Right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess uh, final thoughts, parting thoughts for this book? Uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the, the writing was pretty good. It was fun. It moved fast. I thought it felt like two different books. It did, didn't like, it? Glued together. Like a book inside a book. Because it's like the first half of the Lafayette mystery. Then all this Dallas stuff happens. And then the second half of the Lafayette mystery. I do kind of wonder about that. Like it, it, it I, I completely agree, by the way. It does feel like two different books, which makes me wonder why. Like if, if you're an author, why do you split the story like this? Why do you... Were there two different stories she wanted to tell and she just had one book to do it? Did she originally have two books and just jam them together because they weren't long enough? I wonder, you know? Yeah, I'm really curious about that. But it was fun. I mean, it worked. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was a, a little, but I mean, I guess this is just the style, but it was a little wild having everything come together the way it did in the last two chapters. Like, yeah, this I entire thought, I thought that, that the plotting was kind of bad, especially with the Lafayette story. Because yeah. if you just take out the Dallas stuff, then all that happened in the Lafayette story is they find Lafayette dead. Sookie goes to a sex party. Asked, yeah, asked around to go to a sex party. Goes there, reads their mind. 
and then uh, an unrelated character shows up and kills everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that, that, and that's what I wonder. I wonder if she originally wrote that book and was like, I just can't think how to flesh this out. So the, the Dallas story was just like, well, this is also what's happening, you know? Yeah, the, the Dallas story was also kind of inconclusive. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it was, it was more, more fleshed out than that. But, you know, the, it ended with the, the Fellowship of the Sun shooting up the vampires. Yeah, which felt like kind of like a, a lead into some more storyline, but then just it doesn't go anywhere. I imagine from what Bill, like Bill, Bill actually says something like, "We're going to hear from the Fellowship again." So I imagine that's like where this is going. It's like they're going to be like a long-standing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know she's written a lot of standalone short stories mm-hmm. um, based around Sookie and this world. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that's what it came from, and they just decided to turn it into a novel. Wait, I didn't actually know that. So outside of this series, there she's written other... Yeah, she contributes a lot to different anthologies. And they're all, they're still about Sookie? Yeah, Sookie or people that we meet in her world. Uh, I guess we're going to have to read those too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of them out there, a surprising number of them. All right. Yeah, um, I, didn't, I didn't even think these the two halves of this book were even thematically very connected. No. It, except it, for it, the theme of Sookie stupidly walking into situations she's not prepared for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like it, it really, I hadn't thought about it, but when you mention it being two different books, it absolutely feels like that. There, there's nothing tying the two together. It almost feels like the Minad should have been behind the madness of the Fellowship of the Sun or something like that. Mm. That would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thematically tying them together. Yeah. But that's you know that's my quibble. But I found the book very readable. Yeah, there are a lot fun of fun scenes. I love the Minad. Yeah. I, I thought you would like that character actually. When I was like, <laughs> oh, there's Minad in here. Uh-huh. This is this is gonna be for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. fun overall. I really, I really enjoyed it. Me they're, too. They're silly. They're they're light, and uh, they they're they're very they're satisfying to read in their own way. You know, they are. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I I I did realize how funny they are. Yeah, that's, that's the thing yeah. that it struck me as well. Uh, yeah. I remembered enjoying them, but again, I, I got them con- confused with the the other books I was reading at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are markedly funny and the i don't think the anita blake books are funny yeah they're funny and they've got good voice mm-hmm. a good voice yeah but southern the tone is very southern it's yeah it's fun and she's a she's a good character mm-hmm. for sure so that's it for uh living dead in dallas what we're gonna do is we're gonna go back to our other podcast the dragon we read which follows robert jordan's wheel of time series and we're going to be reading book 11 knife of dreams so you might want to check that out. And then after we finish that, we'll come back to the Southern Vampire Mysteries and we'll be reading Club Dead, which is the third book. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram because I don't do Twitter. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter because I do. <laughs> and I'm Micah Sparkman. And I don't do any of those things. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. And we might even answer a question if you ask us. Mm-hmm. Please share this with anyone who you think will like us. Please give us good reviews. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we're going to have to start doing that in like a Swedish accent. Good night, Good night, Good night, Is that how Eric talks? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I will go to the sex party with you. Mm-hmm.